Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Bob Hoskins' new fetish for patty cake. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. You don't know how hard it is being a woman looking the way I do. You don't know how hard it is being a man looking at a woman the way you do. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I hit him over the head with a frying pan and stuck him in the trunk so he wouldn't get hurt. Is he always this funny or only on days when he's wanted for murder? Cue the theme song. 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 Jumping, jumping, sister Mary Francis. What the hell happened in here? Booga, booga. Come on, Roger, let's go home. I'll bake you a carrot cake. Does anybody understand what this duck is saying? I hit him on the head with a frying pan and put him in the trunk so he wouldn't get hurt. Nice movie, Trent. Oh, my God, it's dead! All right. Let's draw some funny things, colorful, funny characters, and put them on the screen next to Bob Hoskins. The man who played Smee. Who framed Roger Rabbit? What a question. 1988 broke some ground in terms of uh, bringing, I don't think, like nothing else had been tried like this at the time, bringing uh, Disney and Warner Brothers and a couple other label famous animated characters onto the screen with real people. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, which we were all super surprised about. And Steven Spielberg um, had a lot to do with the development of this movie, though his name doesn't make it anywhere into uh, anything I can see about the credits for this. Uh, Bob Hoskins so very jollily leads with Christopher Lloyd um, supporting Charles Fleischer, Stubby K, Joanna Cassidy, who, funny enough, played uh, Brenda from Six Feet Under's Mom. Which, so that was all funny when we laughed at that, wasn't it, fellas? I had a great time laughing about that. Yes. Um, made for about f- 50 to 70 million, I think, are, are a couple of different numbers that I read on this. It was definitely one of the most expensive movies of the 80s, but it returned like uh, uh, over 300 in the box office, 300 mil. So a very, very big success. And basically we got people mixed with the tunes uh, in the real world. Does this mean that if you draw <laughs> draw on paper, it would come to life and then go live in Toontown? Because, like, how the fuck are the tunes alive? Did it just happen at some point? Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not get, let's not get too far down that road. I was about to have some analysis for you. Later, later. Do it. Let, let, do it then. Let's, I'll tell you a synopsis one later. Okay, so I think you can't just draw and then it's something because a drawing is just a sketch, right? This is Toontown. It needs to be tunage, right? So when it becomes like that motion, that tune, when it like something becomes a cartoon, you put that life into it. That's the Frankenstein moment, right? Where you're injecting the shock of life into the thing. And then once it's like a creature moving and alive on the screen, it becomes... Uh, a little Toontown oddity. But the thing is, is that there's lots of bad tunes. Like, think of all the shit that you can imagine. Like, where are they hiding, right? Where are those bad things hiding? Where is heavy metal, right? Where yeah. is, like, all this all this other realm of, like, crazy shit? 
like you can see how if a if a cartoon donkey had sex with a cartoon crane go uh, on. like a go wrecking on. ball because that's a cartoon they could have a crazy <laughs> uh crazy baby and i understand how the toon species would propagate itself that's all fine i can see a crane you know big wrecking ball on it going up someone's hoo-ha and then they have a baby nine months later a toon I like, baby i like this but the first tune is what blows my mind about this movie. If you really kind of just think about it in a way that they never intended you to. <laughs> no one's going to think that, right? Like, where the fuck did they come from? <laughs> no, I do. And then, yeah. So, like, the chicken and the egg, what came first? Well, I feel like and that's the, an important question, man. I, it is definitely a question <laughs> in a world where it's accepted that people live with cartoons. And uh, Eddie Valiant who's a former private detective. I guess he is still a private detective. I'm sorry. He's a a former policeman, I think, in some of the pictures they showed. He was maybe a cop at some point. Mm. Loved his brother, and a tune dropped a piano on his brother's head. So Eddie turned to the bottle and basically takes little private eye jobs and gets himself um, wrapped up in some of the biggest uh, corporate people behind... um, the tunes and the city kind of all mixed together. Well, and the genocide so, of the tunes. Yeah, that he's trying to stop the genocide of the tunes. That's he exactly doesn't realize right. it. By a tune, uh, as it turns out, because we don't get that till later. So we just spoiled that trip for you. But whatever. You've Whoops. heard this before. That's pretty much it. And, uh, oh, right. The, the, the title character of this film is a dude named Roger Rabbit, and he... And his very voluptuously drawn wife, Jessica, also get tied up in this weird conspiracy. And so you get Eddie Valiant paired with Roger Rabbit trying to get some shit done to prove that Toontown belongs to the Toons. Well, they don't know that at the time either, but they're just chasing the case down because Eddie's not going to give up on it. How's that? So I obviously saw this movie when I was youngish. Uh, I would have been, what, 10 when it came out? So... 11, 12, you know, usually movies weren't getting in the early, late 80s, early 90s. I can't honestly remember how quick movies were going from theater to um, DVD. It was taking forever, actually. It took a long time. It felt like it took forever, if I remember right. It did, yeah. Oh, especially in 88? Yeah, come on. We're talking like four to six months probably for VHS from from the film. Yeah. Or from the box office, sorry. Yeah, that kind of sounds, that sounds about right. Um, but so anyway, I would have been in that 10 to 12 area, I'd say when I saw this movie and obviously was very entertained by the animated characters because you don't get to see uh, Bugs Bunny and um, Donald Duck or who's Bugs with Mickey Mouse. You don't get to see those two together very often. And Daffy Duck and Donald Duck don't they have never and nothing ever like that has been done again. Um So I like that stuff. I was like, hey, cartoons and uh you know what? And you can't, I bet you can't talk this one down as a Bob Hoskins is awesome in this as an actor for him to have to do this. Everything he's got to do in this movie, he fucking crushes it. The only thing I don't like <clears throat> is that they should have had a little bit late, sprinkled in a little bit more of his uh, clown stuff throughout the uh, like, you know, like let's say he's alone and no one was around and he and he, he picks up, you know, he starts to like juggle something or pick something up. Because otherwise, it just seems like he's this guy, he's this guy, he's this guy, he's this guy. And then all of a sudden, he just, he becomes the clown, like, just like before our eyes. 
But yeah, they yeah. throw that picture in, but I agree with you. I don't think it's enough. If you give no. us at least another example, or maybe even he's digging through stuff one night looking for a bottle or something, and he sees some circus thing and maybe pushes away. But if you just have another reminder of it, you know. Yeah, yeah you like, guys, you're totally right. Brent, Brent, the picture Brent was just talking about is when they're flying through Valiant's um, apartment or whatever. It shows all the pictures of his brother and the, the, the waitress who... I don't know. We have to talk about what she is. I can't. I can't quite recall if it's a former relationship or if she was with the brother or if they were married or not. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. You see a picture of Eddie um, and his brother in the circus, so you're like, oh, so now he can just play it straight all movie and then all of a sudden be a circus clown. I, I 100% agree with you, Colin. Should have been something like that worked into it, just to, just like absently juggling or, or using a bowling pin and flipping it in his hand, showing his deafness. Um, yeah, that would have been plenty. Like, uh, just like some little thing, like like Johnny Depp does, where he like mimics like Charlie Chaplin with like the spoon and the at the table and in that one movie. You know what I mean? Just like showing that, like he <laughs> no. misses it. Uh, Charlie Chaplin like would put the buns on. He puts the buns on like the forks and like makes it look like little feet and just something where the, you oh, see that the he Johnny misses. Depp does that thing, right? Yeah, and it's a Charlie Chaplin bit that he, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Mim- imitating. Okay. So, but like just something when no one else is around to show that that even though he he he's not a clown anymore, that he misses it and that that's still with him. It's still a part of him. Uh, instead, he yeah. just like all of a sudden out of nowhere just goes in this crazy thing, and uh, it would have been yeah, it would have been definitely nice to build up to it in some way that he was repressing it and. Uh, Instead, it just comes out of nowhere. Because I forget that he was a clown until he started, until about five or ten seconds into him doing that. I'm like, oh, right, the the pictures or whatever. It's just not enough. It's, I mean, it's, Bob it's, does a good job, though, I guess. He does a good yeah, job in the movie, but the thing is, is that if you turned away or blinked, you missed that reference earlier, and then later on, that comes out of nowhere. And that's been the case to this viewing for me. I've never that 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 circus picture doesn't stand out. And because it's of kids, you're only like you'd have to have seen every picture leading up to that to understand it's always showing the brothers so that when it shows two young kids and an older dude, you understand that that's Eddie. But if you missed any of the photos or anything like that, you'd be like, he's got a picture of a circus. Wow. Did he go there? Some I don't get it. And then on you go. And then, yeah, when (laughs) when he flips. That switch, it's like he he's gone insane. Yeah. Also, just a little note: we were talking earlier about um, you don't know who that who that woman is exactly. It's a little ambiguous. She is Eddie's girlfriend. Yeah, uh, that's that a, waitress. Okay. Yeah. It's it it definitely isn't um, isn't established well. There is there is some weird kind of um, gray area there where you do question. But uh, I pulled up the facts. I, yeah, no, I kind of guessed that that she was, and she was in the picture though with him and the brother. So I was like, is it like his wife? And they, because they don't sometimes when they're together, it's not like, and he's a drunk, right? So I get why she wouldn't treat him with complete respect. But like if they're on the outs or whatever, there's enough indifference between them. There's obviously something, but there's an indifference between them that just made me question that. Obviously, would, he cares would, about her, but are they together? What been, the fuck? Yeah. It would have been so easy to to establish that though too and they don't they they leave it so making it feel so ambiguous. 
it feels like they were used to be a couple but haven't dated in a long time but he still like goes to her for favors or something that's yeah. how it feels to me the whole way through yeah. and uh it shouldn't feel that way like you should see them like waking up together or you know her coming home to him or you know, and it's or something kissing like, or hugging more. Yeah, or it anything. It would have been. They, it been you're right. So they they feel very transactional. The whole nature yeah. of their relationship, right? It's always like, like I need something, and you give me something. It's she's willing to goes, do him. That's the definition. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. She's willing to do him big favors, and you see that, and you so you know intrinsically there's a reason for that, well, but you don't again, know if it's you like you see her in the pictures, right? Yeah. Yeah, and is it this undiscovered, like, are they falling for each other but never have because of some... I don't know. I kept doing... In my mind, I was like, she was with the brother, and after the brother died, they slowly kind of fell in love. Like, that's not that's not horrible to yeah. find some comfort in the arms of a woman. That's old school. Yeah, it's kind of old school that that would be an easy thing to do. So instead, yeah. it's just this vague, weird thing, and then they kiss at the end, and it's like, okay, moving forward now, I get it, but everything up to here, I'm confused. I don't no, want to be confused totally, in this movie. It's totally true. It, <laughs> it's, I, I also, I do think it looks good now, still to this day. It looks, the mixture between the real world and the animation looks really good, shockingly. Yeah. Um, but not so much when he, the real, when he is in Toontown. That, yeah. that does not look nearly as good. That You can really tell that, that that's not real. I think yeah. that is because you are dealing with an environment that your eyes don't have to do any work. It is like, let's say this environment is 93% real, right? And you have a 7% figment of my, uh, you know, imagination in there. I can kind of do a lot of the, my brain will start to fit it in. But when he's alone in that world, I mean, especially back then, I don't think that we had the graphics that we do. Now yeah, you should sure. more effectively put someone into a Toontown. Oh, yeah. It um, reminded me, though, watching it now reminded me of the of the um, Star Wars movies that they made. Uh, that What do we call them? They call them the prequels. Yeah. That's what it felt like to me because all those movies were made on a soundstage with green screen and no sets. And you could feel them walking by nothing. And it was really yeah. apparent that that it was bullshit. That's how it felt like in Two Town. Yeah, it felt yeah. just like that. That that you knew that he was that he wasn't interacting with anything real. It's yeah. it's funny cause the way the movie opens with the baby bit. Um, what's his name? Baby Herman. Yeah, the the cigar smoking old man. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was funny, but he runs off the set and bumps into a coat and it like flaps and it's real, right? The, they, whatever, however they did it. There's a lot of great, um, uh, how they made on the, on, on this movie on YouTube. And you should all as an audience, go check that shit out. Cause it's super interesting what they did. And then they just drew the cartoons over it. Um, and then in the very next scene as Rogers leaving, he's begging the, I think he's begging the producer or something not to leave. And he's yanking at the coat that he's hanging in his hand. It's just super well done. They sell it really well, um, Roger and and um, all the other cartoon characters into our world much better than it felt the other way. Yeah, I think it's it's also because you are just drawing over those over those frames, and that is very easy to be precise. So when you have yeah. someone in the background or something in the background 
putting a you know a force on an object it's it's more easy to draw that in i think that's why that feels better than a lot of times when you see just the cg is overdone yeah um, the, then, the then depth it's like that fakeness right that connection is lost yeah, they can't fake the depth either. Everything ha- the characters have to be in the foreground, and then like even at times when you can't see their feet would have been the most ideal for them because that's much easier to draw. If you have to then draw the perspective of looking at the ground as well as the horizon, drawing that as an artist, I think would be insane. As the camera movements were happening, to always keep everything at the right plane so that it looks looks realistic, I bet they 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 suffered really hard with that. Yeah, because um, this this would all be traditional animation wouldn't it i i forgot to look it up i think that's something that that should the 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 animation stuff when when in the real world on top of the real world is is yeah and the other stuff like i don't think they would have used a green screen i'm not sure if they were doing it for this i don't i don't know about green screen i'm wondering about like how sophisticated the computer animation was computer animation well no. in 88 that's what i'm wondering it was there any or was it no all not just really right on right on film essentially oh, yeah, frames, this, right? i believe yeah i would have yeah i think they probably got a great artist team to uh th- to get that done i think one of the biggest problems though uh with this movie for me that i struggled with this time was roger um bugs bunny i always thought was funny when i was a kid yeah. Um, still, sometimes I see clips of Bugs Bunny, and I, I get why that's funny. Roger's just like so over the top, and um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just and it, there's 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 not enough laughs for with him being over the top. He's um, so annoying, right? That's where. Yes. It, it, yeah. Thank but you. That, I like think that's Jar Jar Binks almost. Yeah, I probably I probably laugh my ass off as a kid, but yeah, as an adult, it's and I, and I think it's he's supposed to be that annoying. Um, I know, so, but I, so that I think it's they, more of a they made the same mistake with Jar Jar Binks as they make with him. Is uh, they think it's funny to be uh, not if they think it's funny that he's annoying, but it, he's just annoying. It's, it it doesn't translate into humor for a, a most people. Yeah. Like yeah. I've never heard one person say that they found Jar Jar Binks remotely amusing, and no, uh, now there is a couple of laughs. Hated. Yeah, and I think there is a couple of big laughs with Roger, but there's very few and far between. And it's not usually; it's more his reaction. Like the first big laugh was from Brent, and it, it, that just made me laugh because Brent laughed, and it was <laughs> when Roger was against the wall. And the knives were flying at him. And then the expression on his face when he saw all the knives coming was funny. It was very funny. It's because he but, comes down from the from the ironing board. And then yeah. he's all like like nothing. Then he sees him. Yeah, it's a good moment. And it was good timing. But but that he wasn't saying anything. That was the animators really did the, the majority of the work there to yeah. make that come off. But when Roger is talking, it doesn't and making jokes or being silly it it's just not that it's just not very good and i i don't think i ever really thought it was funny um i i don't i didn't i don't ever think i really was a fan of roger rabbit when i was even when i was younger no i don't think it was ever a blockbuster i mean this thing well yeah it was a blockbuster it made 329 yeah. from 50 
So wow, yeah, that is. I always did think this movie was a failure, though. But it was. I didn't know that. Those it's because numbers. it feels like a failure, even though it's like was. Because I remember when this came out, we talked about. It. I think we all saw this in the theater, not together, but we all saw this in the theater. Um, I remember this being a huge deal. Like, do you remember when Jurassic Park was coming out? Like, it was like this pivotal moment, right? Yeah, in, it in seemed like film. It. Yeah, and Roger Rabbit was like that, where they were like, "What? It's going to be cartoons, and it's going to be people. Like, it's going to be everything mixed." And I guess Disney had done some of that in the far, like you know, coming up through a lot of their movies, put the Tweety Birds around, like in some of those old um, things they've had the animation crossed. But oh I think yeah, yeah, to this yeah. Scale, I know what you're talking about. To this scale, I think it had not been done, um, and I think that was significant. At the time, I think this movie was a groundbreaking technological feat, or at yeah, least a creative I some, one. I did some research into um, because it was baffling to me that um, though the Disney and the Warner Brothers characters were together, it's still weird to see today. People are so segmented when it comes to like their franchises and stuff, and their and brands, so yeah, competitive. Yeah. So apparently Disney and Disney and Warner Brothers and Touchstone made this movie together. And the reason that you're always seeing the characters together like so it was Daffy Duck and Donald Duck. Yeah. Is because that was kind of what the studios wanted. Like be, they wanted one of their characters if you have a big character like Mickey Mouse you got to have like a big Warner character Bugs as Bunny. well at the same time same time and same outcome like one can't be better yeah, yeah. so and it was, at the end of the other duel both Daffy and Donald get the get their own laughs right their own last minute but that is also kind of why it feels not good because it was so regimented that there's like the humor wasn't you know coming naturally out of the characters it was like dictated by the studios you must have mickey mouse and you must have this other character with him and then they must do this like that's why that doesn't come off as good yeah it, it just feels it just feels too much like an advertisement i uh Promo yeah promo I mean, promotional not part of the story that's yeah that that's a, a an accurate thing all of the all of the cartoon stuff seems cameoed, like all of it. Yeah, yeah. cameoed is um, another good word. I didn't know. Uh, I mean, I hadn't heard of Roger Rabbit as a character before I saw this either. And I like. And he was he. Well, apparently there was a, a novel. So um, I was looking for that. Yeah, called called Who Censored Roger Rabbit, and that was in the early early eighties, like eighty one. Who censored Roger Rabbit? Yeah, yeah, they bought it in '81, apparently Disney. Yeah, so the I'm just I don't think that the Roger Rabbit movie is based on this book, but yeah. Anyway, it's um, I had no like affinity for Roger, and um, after watching it now, it's not surprising <laughs> didn't see him anymore because he annoying as fuck. Um, <laughs> what's her name has become like kind of iconic though, um, Jessica, Jessica Rabbit. Rabbit. A much more iconic figure. So that bugged me this time because I remember growing up thinking that she was like pure <laughs> masturbatory material, right? And like yep. still you see her or you think of her as like this ideal, but her face is fucked up. <laughs> it's just Could they yeah. not draw a face? 
What the fuck? <laughs> she doesn't even have a nose most of the time. She just has two air holes poked in the middle of her face. She's like yeah. a Voldemort or something. Like, uh, I think she could have been a lot better done. I, I think she's a sex symbol purely because of the huge tits and the huge ass, which I'm not angry at. But, I mean, we should be <laughs> honest about it. So, yeah. so J- John was saying earlier about the production budget. Apparently... This production budget was seventy million, and it was the most expensive film produced in the nineteen eighties. It also had the longest screen credits for a film because of all the animators. Yeah, no kidding. So, like, it has like two records in the eighties. Bob Hoskins' son also was acting weird around him for several weeks after he went to the movie and saw it. And his father finally got it out of him. What what was what, what was going on? And his son was mad because he worked with Bugs Bunny and he didn't get to meet him. <clears throat> so it was his father didn't introduce them. What that story <laughs> didn't tell you was that his son was twenty five. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say seventeen. But. <laughs> I want to meet a Roger. You son oh. of a bitch. Um. Christopher Lloyd is pretty interesting as the evil character, uh, as Judge Doom. He's great. Um, I like him in this. And when he later on, when his eyes are all painted out in red and crazy, it adds to the effect. They did a really good job of that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh my God! And apparently, they used eighteen and nineteen-year-olds to test screen the movie, and they all walked out of the test screening at some point till like they emptied out the theater. And Robert Zemeckis had final cut, and he said he wasn't going to change a single thing. (laughs) Well, you know what? Maybe that test audience could have had some good points. I don't know how you fix this movie in editing, though. I mean, how do you fix this in editing? I think this, if this isn't a hold up, it's, it's definitely a Humpty Dumpty. Sounds like you're ready to go with it. No, I'm just saying... I'm just saying you can't edit your way out of this movie. Like uh, the story is fairly straightforward. It's very simple. No, you're right. It is what it is. Yeah, this is. Yeah, he probably had no option to change a thing. <laughs> and why like, not little kids? Really? What am I going to do? Why isn't the test screening with little kids? Was this movie? Okay. So is this movie made for adults or children? Or is it both? I, I mean. I think it's both. I yeah, which is weird because a guy gets shot in the back twice semi-graphically. It's not blood, but there are big squibs that go off when he gets shot in the back twice and he like is begging for his life. Um then when uh Doom gets run over by the steamroller later, up to that moment you have no idea that he's a tune. So you only get to realize that after. So it's actually like super intense watching a man get run over by a steamroller pretty pretty slowly. I mean, but then there's like bouncing balls and shooting mallet cannons and things like that. So, I mean, it is definitely a mix. And then all the sexual innuendo and and just straight up like reaching in like between chests or or pulling ladies down by their boobs and like hiding traps in in boobies and calling them booby traps. Like, um, sure, I mean, like we're all adults here, but I have a feeling that this movie was meant to uh, appeal to children <laughs> as much because of the cartoon characters. I'm not sure I've ever seen that this is a straight adult movie, and I I totally think it should be. Yeah, and if it sh- and if it should be, and I agree that it should be, then it should be 
more overboard than where it is. Like this, this yeah. movie should be stepped up. I find the severity of the humor to be to be trying to be two things, and I don't think it does that well. I think it throws a little bit of the mature relationships, a little bit of some other stuff in there for the adult side. And then a bunch of like just the easy slapsticky cartoony shit for kids. But I think that that stuff, I think it, I think maybe it is intended to be more adult um, or at least like a Simpsons grade. Do you know what I mean? For like older kids, maybe. Um, or at least the olden days. I, I mean, kids in my daughter's grade two class have seen squid games nowadays. So yeah, I mean, are you it's serious? A whole different world. Oh yeah. Seriously, kids yeah. in your seven-year-old daughter's class have watched Squid Games. Yeah, she told me the other night that they watched uh, Squid Games. Seven-year-olds, seven-year-olds yeah. watched a movie, or sorry, a television series where people get gunned down and and shot like repeatedly with blood. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why? Why there's would a, you allow your children to watch that? While people get, get killed either. on that, there's a there's a Squid Game had this like I don't think careless is the right word, but um, not overly intense view on like killing at the level that it does. It's casual. Um, yeah, and for, for it a is. kid for a kid to see that would would likely be very very confusing and why people are so casually murdering each other very graphically. Yeah. Again, as an adult, I find that kind of appealing. It's the best part of the show. (laughs) But for a child, it's kind of fucked up. As an adult, yes. (laughs) But, like, you don't want a child growing up with that. Casual indifference, yeah. It was the same with Walking Dead being on at 7 o'clock at night on on a channel that was not a cable channel. Being on, uh, what was it? What was the channel that was uh, AMC? AMC Super Channel. Oh yeah. AMC. The fact that that was on AMC, which is was a channel that was in when that, especially when that show started. The yeah. fact that that was on at a time when when anybody who had AMC could watch that. If I'm a kid in my basement and I could watch yeah. Walking Dead, it was much too graphic. I felt like to be to be on uh, yep. something that anyone could just access yeah. and fucking Squid Games. One hundred percent. Seven is too young for Squid Games. Yes. Oh, one hundred percent. I watched Holy Friday the Thirteenth when I was shit. that young. I guess. Well, mm-hmm. I, I might have been a little bit older, but even Friday the Thirteenth isn't like John just said it. Friday the Thirteenth makes the murders like a big deal and scary. Squid Games is like fucking weird that way. Well, which is I why mean, it's so you popular. are seeing you are seeing people horrified. By being killed like they I mean that the thing about squid games in that sense is that it doesn't take any soft stance with it like there's no subtlety to it it's like it's like I mean even with its greater themes of the the capitalism the fucking you know just like the the whole money scheme of it yeah ah man I just I don't think that that is the same well, no, and getting back to the animation and <laughs> I the lost, humor. I lost myself. I thought I would be able to find it. <laughs> Just saying that, I thought you got, and then I could see you guys were like, I was okay. confused. I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, but getting, but getting back to the humor. I'm so of sorry, this, everyone knows what I'm saying. Pixar, <laughs> Pixar, <laughs> Pixar made a like, I mean, made a fortune at finding a sweet spot between 
making something that's for adults but kids love as well. And this did not do that. This attempted not to in do the right. No. no, this attempted to do what an Up or an Incredibles did. Yeah, the Pixar movies, is, right? Even well, having and, uh, in, in Incredibles two is have the the big butt wife, right? <laughs> Starting to go down that road. But but I mean, just like those nice. are, like I think it all started with Toy Story, probably, and and then I mean, then they had a bunch of amazing hits that I love as an adult and like children adore. No, but this, this dates back to the Disney stuff, I think, even because like Disney, I think, was the model for this. You look at Aladdin, you look at stuff like that. Adults love that shit, too. That's Aladdin that stuff too, knew how to tell fair. a good story. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Aladdin, Aladdin actually did and, do that. You're right. So it was before Pixar and marry those things. I think I think Disney really showed how to do it. I think Pixar has has possibly perfected that formula. Yeah, I think you're right. Like bringing them into the conversation. I just, I think that like as far as my memory, I don't know anyone else. Right. Yeah. But no, but saying that's a great that though, comparison. that Disney started this. This this was a Disney production, part co-production. This yeah. is probably the stepping stone where they were like, "Well, it, it didn't work that time, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't keep trying." <laughs> yeah, and they they eventually did find success with this kind of a formula, which is a very hard formula. This is a very t- tough tightrope to walk, and this movie doesn't walk it well. You see, I think the t- the tight the tightrope <laughs> that they walk though. The tightrope they walk, like Brent was saying before, they didn't need to. They should have just upped it and said, "This is a this is an adult thing. We're gonna get like Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse in a ridiculous situation that's not kid funny and like nothing yeah. too crazy." But then we're gonna go like heavier into the to the violence and the other shit. That would have been a, that could have made that a cool cool film. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't even they didn't even try hard to make it two ways. Like it seems like a really lazy effort if it is meant to split. And it's it's only in that essence actually that I gotta believe it was maybe more made for adults, which you know doesn't just fucking fit the groove here. So so they, I, made, I, they made a movie for adults and used used jokes that would play on the adults' uh, memories of their youth. Like we watch Bugs Bunny, ha ha ha! Look at that booby trap. So who's it the just audience? Doesn't, here, it doesn't bronies? work. <laughs> well, it's interesting that they used a test screening with nineteen and twenty year olds. So I think that they clearly were trying to to bridge that gap because uh, it yeah. wasn't kids and parents. It was teen, yeah. late teen. Excellent point. But, but they all walked out. So <laughs> so their fucking attempt failed. Like yeah. even at the test screening stage. And then they just released it anyway. Well, dude, Zemeckis was hired onto this in like 85 or 84. Yeah. Yeah. So you think he had like three or four years to put into this? Um, I don't think they care. Like I think I, f- I feel like the, um, the the level of like the animation they were like this is going to sell a billion copies because Donald Duck and Daffy Duck will be together and they'll be with people. It's like triple whammy of technical marvel and negotiations and what will happen they, in the story? I don't know. Some fucking bullshit tune Yeah, exactly. Is so good. You don't really need to put too much into it. Yeah, and there's so many people have made that mistake, and as we go through time, we realize it's that's a huge mistake. You can't yeah. rely just on your concept and then and then be lazy at writing the screenplay. Uh, so here here's an example: is when they are in Toontown, and uh, it must have been like oh budgetary rest- um, constraints or a, a later <laughs> shoot, because uh, Eddie and 
No, Eddie's the only human in Toontown. And then um, when they're weirdly revealing to us that it's Judge Doom by showing the shadowy figure with a gun raising, shooting and running away. Um, and then she has to tell him that it was Judge Doom so that we as the audience know. Anyway, like you don't even see Christopher Lloyd's face. So it had this total like, oh, he didn't make it for that day shooting. So they just use a stand in to run away in his goofy ass mode. It just not. It didn't make sense. That that part really stood out as being like weird or an add-on to an already bizarre kind of show where they had like elements, but they couldn't tie them together. Like the disappearing, that, reappearing ink. Like that. That's I, that's hard to write around. I guess. <laughs> I guess. You put that little stupid thing in the beginning where he squirts them, right? Yeah. And it, like that's. I I agree with you. It's fucking lazy business. <laughs> lazy fucking and the bad guy and stuff like his motivation for like how did he become a judge how the fuck Uh, did that guy crazy guy become a judge and like is he wearing a human skin suit (laughs) yes it's pretty accurate then to resemble human skin yeah i'm sure as, as a judge like he's interacting with people all the time they never also in this movie make explicit that humans and cartoons are in relationships there's like the flirting, but I don't think there's ever really a concrete example of it being a thing. I, I know but they but don't say, but they don't say it doesn't happen. Exactly. No, they in fact, don't. they lean we, heavily towards. We've been that having way. this debate actually. So yeah. they le- they do lean towards the inter. What are we? What did we call it? Uh, the is it uh, interspecies? But it's, they're not species. It's because it's not their animation. So well, but the animations are are have are self aware. And they I seem guess. to be self-aware. They but do. Like, they, the sh- little shoe begs for his life when he's uh, murdered in front yes. of us. Another very adult thing that happens. It's like, no, no. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Judge Doom murders um, cartoons. And, in front of people. apparently cartoons are like lesser <laughs> beings. Yeah. Like people, like, the like they exist, but people don't really respect them. Like they like make everyone happy and they have these fun personalities, but like it's like your drunk friend me, right? And I'm always fun to have around and everything, but then I'm like, oh shit, can I have 50 bucks for gas? And instead you light me on fire. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. I lost it. It does feel that way. Um, But it does like, I, maybe in 88 you just didn't need to think about it or this is early in movie making days where because they're breaking such big ground, they're not thinking about anything else because... In today's age, we are certainly going to think about like maybe it's Harry Potter that's done it with the the elves and and having someone as an author or creator finally be like, oh yeah, this slave race of beings that I usually have in my novels, I'm really going to have to say like a political reason why they're here because it's not right that they're treated like that. Uh, mm. And so th- this movie kind of has some some pangs of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like every. It's tough to like think of something that's comparable to this, but maybe this was a touch touch point. But maybe like Avatar, you know, with the, the that like once again, not not a good movie as in my opinion. What do but you once mean for again, the comparison? Com- combining well, combining the CG so so thickly with the human characters. Well, Space right? Jam, baby. <clears throat> oh, Space Jam was this though, wasn't it? Yeah, isn't that what you're saying? No, I'm saying like 
like in the new new age new technology like oh um, yeah there would be there would be like roger rabbit then you would have jurassic park then you'd have jurassic matrix. park's a perfect one matrix then you'd yeah, have matrix and then what were you saying avatar probably then avatar, avatar yeah for sure just these, the yeah, way they would visually be the... change things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like lord it's... you put lord of the rings in there they broke a lot of ground um, yeah, with, they did, with but I don't really Smeagol think it was too significant, was it? Like the I motion, guess with the interaction, the yeah. yeah, the interaction and the mocap just went on to be something of its own thing. And that's oh, and right, right, you're right. Oh my god! And just just for a, an update on Avatar, Avatar Two is coming out this year in two thousand December sixteenth. Wow. Yeah, so it's called that like only the took, Shape of Water or something like that. that Avatar only took, Two, the Drink boo. This Water or something. That literally Ooh. took so the first one came out in two thousand nine, so it's gonna have taken fucking twelve, thirteen years. Fingers yeah. crossed, number three takes the same because I'll be dead by the time it comes out. No doubt. Well, I think they're shooting them all at the same time. No, I'll be yeah, alive. So maybe that's so gonna be a real problem. Um, but so yeah, like, not only how did how did Judge Doom become a judge? But like those weasels, how is he able to like he's able to deputize murderous little weasels? Also, very cool how they made the weasels hold real guns and work the animation for that in. Like, you must have that's done a lot of wire work. That little thing. Cool. That's the stuff I pay attention to when I watch this movie, and that's the stuff that does today still hold up. Some of those integrations of the cartoon characters with the real people. Um, I I wish he could have been done a better service by this. Could this this could have been a legendary role for Bob Hoskins if this movie had anything good about the writing and the story like yeah fuck it could have been yeah, so good that's like, what i was gonna say because that stuff is good if the cartoons are ultimately in there just as like a showpiece look look what we can do then stop giving them so many fucking lines and, and personalities and characters right because it just drags the whole movie down it's like it, it makes it super slow we gotta run into betty boop and we gotta have the gorilla guy and we gotta have this that the other thing um like let's have something interesting happening on the screen. Um, like, sorry, there's interesting stuff on the screen all the time in this movie. It's just like let's have something cohesive tying it together. Um, that's that's like, interesting and fun to watch. It makes me yeah, give a it's shit. just a big fucking mess. This one. Yeah, you're right. Well, like putting putting things on screen just to put them on screen, right? Like these yeah. interactions just so that you can show. You're right. There, I mean, you should be giving us reasons not only ties between the scenes but like just have like you don't need to show him fucking going in right no he's at a fucking bar <laughs> who cares about all the other shit yeah yeah there's um i think um oh god damn it i was gonna say something very interesting and i lost it now so there you go <laughs> glad it's not just me fucking hallelujah <laughs> i just i i just think uh this is not going to be a movie that's. I mean, it's. It wasn't good enough that it's going to be remembered, like for for the achievement that it did. Uh, which is sad because I'm sure a lot of people to, in this day and age, especially, like I mean, this isn't something that you would show Ellie anyway, right, Brent? Like Ellie wouldn't be interested in this. I had started to show her this. That's why when we started watching this um, at my place. You could see the progress bar was a little of the ways in. Oh, yeah. okay. I had started to show her at one point. Um, and? And I believe it was the shoe that, that cut it for her. It's just, 
like I when I say kids in her class have seen Squid Games, like that's not my kid. Like she's hates violence and can't stand seeing stuff. So when he melts that little shoe in the goo right in the beginning, she's she's like, yeah, let's watch fucking <laughs> something else. Anyways, I'm pretty sure that's how my Nat feels about that too. Yeah, it's terribly sad that little thing. Yeah, it stands out. It's nice that there's that innocence to like you don't yeah like that's that's one thing i'm really just surprised by the script the sexuality the the jokes and the and the violence does not seem to work with this movie and they're all our favorite things yeah they are yeah absolutely (laughs) it's true like maybe that's why it's so annoying i think it's hard today too to look at things um, that were made so long ago, and we watched them when we were kids, and yeah. um, we became desensitized to this. And now we go back and look at it and be like, "I cannot believe I was allowed to watch this." I bet you I saw Lethal Weapon, huh? Man, I love Lethal Weapon when I first saw it. I thought it was oh, yeah. the best thing I fucking ever saw. Um, and I, I was probably ten or eleven, and I loved it. I was like fucking all in. I mean, there's nudity right in the first yeah. beginning of the movie. There's like a woman with her bare chest. And I was just like, and she jumps off a building and lands <laughs> on a car. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that something like that like was, Existed. I, can't, I couldn't believe that that was a movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, who fucking made this movie? I have very similar memories of that. But, one. but I mean, that movie still holds up, but <clears throat> this one does not, that stuff does not work. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense with the tone and, what they were trying to achieve. But it is interesting, like, how much sexual innuendos and violence and uh, torture, like, torturing. They were torturing Roger Rabbit at some point, weren't they? Are they were torturing her. No, they were, they were torturing a woman. <laughs> Jessica yeah. Rabbit. They had her tied up and they were torturing her. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> What's There's going like on? Th- threat of death all over this movie for yeah. people and for tunes. It's... Uh yeah, it's very it's gruesome. Up. Yeah, th- but like that's what they leaned into is like getting onto the gruesome side of death. But oh, booby booby trap is the biggest we can go. Like, yeah, this 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 movie is a mess of decisions. Is yeah. the problem because yeah. you, you have a bunch of potential in this idea, right? Like an adult cartoon, like a real like good adult cartoon blended with reality. Mm-hmm. That is like automatically. I'm betting by the end of the day we could come up with five ideas that are awesome to marry a cartoon and a real world. I forgot so one you just have earlier. a lot of that stuff. Uh, porn? No, and I, a great idea how to turn this movie around. I had that it's idea the, in my the, head and then I was waiting to talk and then I fucking forgot. I, yeah. It's the, the one major problem that this movie has that we're seeing currently with the current crop of movies today is the development time is not there. They're not allowing... They're not allowing for for scripts to develop uh, organically or give them time to do rewrites and stuff. It's just like we've got this idea. Just I don't know write if that was down. the case with this one. This one's from '81. Disney bought the property, yep. and then this came out in '88. I believe they hired two screenwriters early to start working on this. Like I think this had the time. I just think it was. I think sometimes you suffer making. from that first. Well, I think it sometimes you suffer from that first mover advantage. Like 
yeah, you're the first kid on the block to do it and you're going to make a pile of money because it exists now, but you know, you're not going to do it well. It's just the nature of being first. It just feels like a first draft though, watching it. Like they got stuck in their original idea and then just kept refining that, but they were never willing to just burn the script and start from scratch again. They were just like, we're just going to keep forcing this in until it fits. And uh, it doesn't end up working at the end of the day. So um, there it is. What do you? What's your? What's your stance? No, it's this doesn't hold up. The words. Brent, Brent, Brent's like, I got wine in video games. Let's get this shit rolling. Is that white wine? <laughs> I fucking love white wine these days. It's water. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> He'll turn water into wine later. No, this doesn't hold up. It's Just did it. Not good. <laughs> I wonder about this movie. Um, the cartoons that it's based on too are like the the fifties, forties, and fifties cartoons of of Warner Brothers. Which, as a young person, I did watch, but um, I think I liked some of the other cartoons that were a little more modern. I guess that weren't playing on like its its own history and keeping the cliches that were funny at that time, and some of the humor that was funny at that time, but that wasn't by the eighties rolled around. So I don't know. That was just that's just another negative in this movie that. Like these characters are here and they say some kind of funny stuff. They just throw their WhatsApp back. And I like then like put a knife in his eye and be like, holy fuck, what just happened? Then I'm going to be into this movie. Um, but otherwise, I'm just not. And it, it, yeah, it was like there was See, one or two funny scenes. But otherwise, like I just don't identify with it anymore. Um, it, for as much of the adult shit, which there is, and I think this is an adult movie, then there's way too much shit that is either trying to appeal at my younger self or flat out appeal to kids. And that just felt weird. They did that very badly. Very bad. You were bad at that. So yeah, no, this movie doesn't hold up. Fuck this movie. Fuck it. Heavy great metal. technical Marvel though. Great. Like the animation of that stuff worked great. Bob Hoskins. He's the man could have been his like best role ever, but they fucked It's him. more fun too. It's more fun to like John said, try and figure out how they did it when you're seeing what they did. It's the, but like that's what the only thing I enjoy about it is it's like oh my god how'd they get those guns oh my and, and that looks so good oh there, but there's nothing there's nothing else for me that 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 was appealing there's no, no then you're just watching David Blaine at that point if that's what you're doing here yeah but what about you Brentos Johnny was saying something Go I was on, just Johnny. gonna say that like when this movie is developing there's no like hints for us as the audience to know what the fuck is happening so while things are revealed over time it's like oh I see him standing at the red line and then later on we find that the other that the judge somehow bought it I don't know who his backers are or why he has so much money um, and then he's like this and everyone's like <gasps> it's so sinister and I'm like but I didn't see it coming and it's not like a huge revelation for me. You had to tell me, like, obviously, and I kind of get what's going on, but it somehow has to do with being in this fucking warehouse and getting through this one particular brick wall. Um, so, yeah, like, I get he's evil and I get he wants to wipe out the the things, but the larger politicalness at play in the background for why all this shit's happening, it, it's, like, not interesting and not well revealed to no payoff. Like, it's, it's the day is saved, but who fucking cares? Yeah, anyway, I want to hear what Brent has to say now. Heavy metal is a better example. (laughs) Is a better example. Shut your fucking face. Is a better example 
of how to do an adult cartoon. And I know that that isn't like a crossover like this is, but I think if you're going to take those tones, you could do that. That has the sexuality. It has the action. Do you know what I mean? All that stuff. I'm not saying it's perfect, but those are the elements um, of adulthood. And then you throw in some of the slapsticky shit. You take out all the kid elements of the slapsticky stuff and anything that that seems like you're throwing it in for them because they're just not there. So the movie, unfortunately, is just too many things um, poorly done together. Mm -hmm. And it's a bummer because it's a great idea. Um, And I did have like some nostalgia around this movie before we watched it again this week because I remembered it being a kid. And, you know, when I watched this, I, I was eight, I think. So, yeah, um, it was a different vibe for me. Right. But uh, looking back at it now, I think that all that nostalgia has faded and uh, it doesn't hold up for me, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a boo If they would have made if they would have made Roger Rogers character more sympathetic and likable and then like he's having a. He's having this, these issues with his his wife or whatever, yeah. But he's just he's just such a goofball, nothing that who gives a shit. Like I, when they're trying to push him into the fucking the per, the goo or whatever, I didn't give a shit. Like, well, I was gonna say I did goo. feel that this movie did did some of the tension well. I did feel the tension. I did feel the stakes. Yeah. Um, I just didn't feel the characters enough. To you care? know, in that sense, I think to bring to bring them along. And, yeah. And how many yeah. times yeah. can you use that same trope with them hanging on the hook and the spray is going to hit them, and then it goes down and it's going to hit them again, and then it goes down and it's going to hit them. It's just like, come on, guys. It's the James Brown of movie endings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see. I love the idea of like that tunes are tunes on the screen when the movies are being made, but then off they're completely different. <laughs> But that wasn't consistently done either in a way that made me interested in the Toon world. Like Toontown seems like it's a cartoon there all the time. So like it's flat. It would just be flat and like emptily happy all the time. It'd be like a fucking Walmart greeter. Infinite Walmart greeters. Just like, hi, have a great day. Like you don't mean it, but you're being paid to say it. So there you go. Yeah. So it could have given like um, Roger could have been a completely different character like outside. Like he does all the crazy slapstick stuff. But when he's done, he's like kind of shy and geeky i don't know what the fuck I don't, yeah you, you can't this is a this is a humpty dumpty it can't be put back together it cannot you couldn't change a thing like let alone the animation and how technically difficult it would have been it's just no fucking way sad. no fucking way it can't be saved sad one sorry so sorry what's next what's uh, next week next week is going to be uh death to smoochie shut up shut okay up. yeah I'm very excited about this one. I, me too. Robin Williams, so Edward Norton, yep. Danny DeVito. I used to own this movie. I yeah. used to own it too. I've, this I've is only a very seen it once. I dark. Think. This is a very dark comedy. Yeah, really dark. Very, very, That's very surprising. Dark. I've seen it more. Yeah. I'm not. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. Oh yeah, decade. but I, oh, I def- it's been a forever. I definitely watched it like at least you know three or four times though when it when it first came out. Nice. I yeah. really liked um, not only Robin Williams' character in this because he plays more of a dark bad guy character, but I thought Edward Norton's character was really good too. I can't remember who the female love interest is in that one. 
Oh. I guess we'll see next week. I remember being torn on the ending of this movie, too. I felt like they missed an opportunity, but I can't That's quite yeah. tell why. So. Yeah, I do think you're right about that, actually. Mm. Uh, I'm very excited right. about this one. We'll That's see. Awesome. We'll see. And then we get back into some more familiar ground with Return of the Jedi. Uh, yeah. And then we finish the Ugh. month with the ever-depressing Scheindler's List. Yeah. Great oh, up and God. down end to the month with lots of serious and unserious stuff. But I'd say one thing's for sure. Please stop talking about who framed Roger fucking Rabbit. All right, folks. Ah. This has been a good one, uh, but not a good movie. It was fun to hang out, though, and chat as we always do. Thanks for coming out once again. We'll check you in the next one. Thanks, everybody. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.